This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 123. Madeline, do you ever feel left behind? Cammie, ah, do I ever? But I have a few secrets. Awesome. Let's just do it. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. it's hard to keep up, right? There's not enough time to do everything we all want to do. We need a plan to get out of Stuckville, right, Cammy? Stuckville. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have, I hate Stuckville. I my do too. Most unfavorite place in the world. Totally. But let's talk about getting organized. And there, there are things we can do, right, to get ourselves organized. We can get everything in one place, right? I mean, that is a good way to get things going, get organized. You can set the stage for the next day. I know you're real big with Todd Herman, and he is all about that, right? Setting the stage for the next day. He does the 90-day year, and he's a performance coach, meaning he helps people do better with their performance and work and so on. And he was my coach for about a year, a couple of years ago. And one of the things I love that he talked about was opening up all of your tabs on your computer, only the tabs you're going to work on the very next morning you know, close everything else down except for those things and then have right on your desk anything you need to make that happen together. I've actually followed this advice. And usually if I do follow it, which I'm not going to say I'm 100% on it, I get things done a lot faster because I don't have to take all that time to like open it up and put everything out on the desk. And, you know, so getting everything in one place is really important, like you said. And part of that is setting the stage for that the day before it actually happens. So like right before you, you know, break off for work for the night. I love the idea of having all those tabs open. And if you use Chrome like I do, there's a Chrome extension called OneTab, and it is super cool. We'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. Now, one thing that's always worked well for me to kind of set the stage for the next day is before I'm done working for the day, I'll get a Post-it note out, get a little Post-it pad. I'm all about the Post-its. And I will make like a to-do, like a very short kind of bullet point to-do list on a Post-it note of like the things I need to work on tomorrow. That way I can rest and relax that evening knowing that I am all ready to start the next day. I'm setting the stage for the next day. So there's little things like this you can do that really, really help. Another thing is keeping your task management system updated. Now, I love using Trello and Trello works great for what I do. But Kimmy, you turned me on to one called ClickUp, which is super cool. Yeah. I've been playing around with it a little bit. It's pretty fun. Actually, I love Asana. I've been using Asana for years. Some people may have heard of it, or I don't know if you have or haven't, but certainly I have used Asana for almost my, you know, I don't know, probably five years now. And there's some things about it that, you know, that I really, I feel like they've kind of gotten behind and you have to pay for it in a very expensive way. So one of my employees 
Katie told me about ClickUp and how great ClickUp was. And I am really excited about ClickUp because it kind of is like a Asana type of product, but a little bit more interesting. And you can set up repeating tasks. And for me, that's what I really, really wanted it for. I wanted to be able to have a set of tasks that were dependent on each other that like when you finished one, you know, maybe you get the next one and the next one and so on. And also that would reset themselves for the next month. You know, so for example, billing, when I do billing for the company, I want to do my billing and then I want to click it off. And then I want it to automatically make another task for me for next month at the same time to do the billing again, for example. I love that. That's super smart. I'm really going to have to spend more time playing around with that because Trello is a little bit more limited with things like that. And then there's also the full focus planner, which I know you're really big with using. That's one of Michael Hyatt's planners. I've used it. I've tried pretty much every planner there is. And those are a really great way to keep yourself organized. And also is really helpful for another thing I want to talk about when you want to choose three things you wish to accomplish, which is really smart. Think of things that quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, the full focus planner is great with that. A lot of these planners are really helpful with, you know, choosing things to work on, you know, so you have your quarterly goals, your monthly, your weekly, your dailies. Michael Hyatt has a book called Free to Focus, a total productivity system to achieve more by doing less. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. He talks all about this stuff. So, and I know you love that full focus planner and I'm sure that helps you a lot, right? Well, it really does because I tend to have very long to-do lists. I'm sure you do too. Uh And what I love about that planner and about this whole idea of the three things that you accomplish is limiting yourself, like saying, you know, I'm not going to be able to get five things done today. Even though I want to get five things done, I'm not going to. So what ends up happening is if you go into it every day with a huge to-do list, as you start checking off the different to-dos, first of all, it's not strategic. You just check them off as you want to do them or the spirit moves you, you know, (laughs) I'll do these ones right now. And at the end of the day, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but you get to the end of the day and you think, I didn't get anything done today. Oh yeah. I hate that feeling because you know, you did stuff, but you don't, you didn't do the things you put on your list because it's so easy to get interrupted. Right. Right. Or even if you did put, do the things on your list, it may not be the most strategic thing. So it's not the things that were going to move you forward in your business. So you end another day without getting a chapter written in your book. Or for me, for example, putting together another module for Smart Social Secrets. So I'm working through those modules right now. And I absolutely have to get those done every week at this point, because we're marching toward launch for the bigger program. And I have a couple of beta clients, I guess you could call them, that are working through this with me at a higher level, like one-on-one. And so I have to deliver that every week. And so if I don't get those things done, it's no joke. So this three thing system really works for me because it's only those three things that are going to move your business forward. That's what's so important about it. It's not so much any three things. It's like the three things that are going to move your business forward. You'll do other things that day, but you want to make sure you're doing something every single day towards your dream. Absolutely. Very well said. Yeah. So that's getting organized. We, the second thing that you need to do in order to kind of get things done faster is get a system in place. We were just talking about the three things. That's a little bit of a system, but there are a lot of systems out there. So one size does not fit all. And so I want to kind of dive into some of the other systems that are out there that we've used, you and I, Madeline, that we feel like are helpful to us. So the first one is creating repeatable templates for a common series of tasks. I talked about that a little bit with the ClickUp tool because it's an awesome tool that can let you do that. But I actually have created those in Asana. You can create them anywhere. 
But if you even in a Word doc or a Google doc or anywhere, but if you have a list of the things that you're going to do over and over again, there are certain things that you do every week. And I know you use Trello for this, right? Uh-huh. For the podcast, for your Twitter smarter chat. So why is this so important for you to have this repeatable list of tasks? Yeah, you definitely need to have that because it'll help you stay on track. It'll help you get the things done faster. I mean, it's a system that works, but you got to find a way to make it work for you because we're all different. And what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. But repeatable templates really, really do help. Well, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. So I have one for social media breakfast as well. I know that we're going to have to do this at this particular time and so on and so on. So I have an entire list and it's worth gold because. I've spent years honing that list of things to do. So that's a really important part of what we do. So you'll know like for an event or for a a chat or for any kind of thing you do over and over and over again, just take the time to start writing down the steps and then put them in a list and then copy them over and use them again every month. And then that way you get it done a lot faster. I promise you. And plus, then you can also take that list and you can have other people help you execute that list. After a while, if it's all in your head, nobody can help you, right? Absolutely. So also you want to determine your best times of day to get work done. So this is part of getting a system in place. And I'm going to be honest with you. The morning is really the best for me. By about two or three in the afternoon, I start to get really tired and kind of sluggish. And we do some of our recording around then. And so you know that as I get toward the end of our recordings, what happens to me, Madeline? Right. Exactly. And you know, everybody's different. And I know there are so many articles written about the best time to be productive is early in the morning, but everybody's different. And I have always been more of a night owl, not an early morning person my whole life. And it would be frustrating when I would try to force myself to be super productive early in the morning and never worked for me. Now, the thing is, things can change over time. When my son was younger and I had to get up early, that means I was not sleeping late. I always felt like I was most productive, like 10, 11 a.m., like I was in high production gear, and then I would wear out later in the afternoon. But then when my son was older and I did not have to do as much with him, like as far as taking care of him, right? Like he was more self-sufficient as they get older. It's like, oh, I can sleep in a little bit later, which means I can stay up a little bit later, kind of subscribing to my being a night owl. And I found that I was being more productive in the mid to late afternoon. And then when I became an empty nester and he moved out of the home and it's like, okay, I can work any hours I want, day or night. And I was a super night owl at that point. I found myself seriously being the most productive anywhere between 12 a.m. to 2 or 3 a.m. That block of time, I was so productive and it worked for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. But life changes and now I take care of my mother. So I'm on a different schedule now. Life is like this big circle. I'm back to being more of an early morning person. And I found that for me personally, I'm more productive in the late morning to the early afternoon. And so it's okay that it changes, but it's good to know when are you most productive? When can you get things done? Right. And I love that, that you're talking about all the different times that you've been productive over the it's years. It's kind of long-winded. I didn't mean to say no, but, it, it's, but it's like, that's really like how it was when I lived for one back. person, it's different for their different seasons of life. It's about seasons of life. And so sure. also, it's also about what you're doing. So focus work versus collaborative work, for example. So when you're collaborating, you might have a different time that works for you better because of all kinds of things, including time zones, all kinds of things that, you know, multiple schedules. 
versus like super focused work. So you say um, you're a night owl. I can also be a night owl, but there's like this dead zone for me between, you know, maybe say five o'clock and maybe nine or 10. And then if you get me going again after 10, I'll start picking up. And then by three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to tell you, I'm like very productive. I don't know. Now, that is just not healthy. So you've got to think about what's healthy too. So you got to look at your schedule and make sure you're, you know, taking care of your needs, your family needs. I'm sure my husband would not like it if I stayed up all night, every night, you know, creating things, even though it would be fun. Okay. So next thing is plan your social media interaction, interaction time in your schedule. So I've heard a lot of influencers lately say, just remove social media from your phone, stop looking at it, you know, just get rid of it, but use it for your marketing, but get rid of it yourself. So I've heard that. And I understand why they're saying that because it can be very distracting. But what I found with social media is that I do have some more trouble having enough time to be on social media these days because of just the sheer amount of things I'm doing with the company, with everything. And so I really have been finding that I have to plan my social media interaction time in my schedule. Yeah. And that's very common. A lot of people do that. I actually think it's a great idea if you have a really busy schedule, very full schedule. It makes sense to block off time throughout the day when you can specifically work on your social media. For me, I, I've i tried that and it doesn't work for me and it doesn't right. work for everyone. So, you know, if I have, you know, say after record and I got like a 10 minute break before my next call, then I'll hop on Twitter and go spend 10 minutes on Twitter, you know, and then I'll get back on Twitter later tonight. So you got to find what works for you for sure. But it is good to try to, you know, if your goal is to put a system in place and get things done faster, you may find that this, what Cammie's talking about, will work for you. Yeah. And then also, as part of this, we were talking about getting a system, is we really like the idea of taking planned breaks. So I do think that that's one of the things I struggle with is just sitting down and like powering through, you know, let's just get this done. I'll sit here for five hours and just make it happen. The problem with that is that your brain needs time to get refreshed so that you can be more productive and avoid what they call decision fatigue. And this is a really interesting thing with your brain. The National Academy of Sciences found that in parole hearings, you know, like when people go and try to get out of prison, judges tended to give favorable rulings for those parolees that want to get out about 65% of the time. However, as the morning wore on and the judge became drained from making decisions, the likelihood of a criminal getting a favorable ruling steadily dropped to zero. Wow. Wouldn't you hate to be that guy right before lunch? Yeah, totally. After taking a lunch break, however, the judge would return to the courtroom and he'd be refreshed or she, and the likelihood of a favorable ruling would immediately jump back up to 65%. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So it's all about fatigue. Like the more decisions, the more things you have to make, your brain requires a break in order to come back and stay productive. So I thought that was interesting. And I know that that's true as far as how much time something takes. If you spend too much time on that task, it'll actually take you longer to get it done than if you had taken some breaks. Oh, totally for sure. And you know, I'm a big fan of what's called the Pomodoro Technique. And that is where you work in 25-minute intervals. It's actually a technique that was developed for time management back in the late 1980s. And the technique says, use a timer to break down your work into intervals that use 25 minute, typically 25 minute intervals. And there's a lot of mobile apps for this. I've tried several that are really cool if you want to, you know, give that a try. But it basically forces you to like, you know, you get a little little pop-up, little timer goes off, 
stop, give your brain a rest, come back refreshed, even if it's just a five minute break, it can make Mm -hmm. a huge difference. It really, really can. And especially if you're doing late night work, I will be honest, I have been known to start like nodding off at the computer, you know, so you do want to take some breaks, walk around, drink some water, get back to it. So our third one is you, Madeline, you want to take this one on the get help? Yeah, getting help. And listen, there's nothing wrong with getting help. What you want to do, and I did this a few years ago, and it was amazing. You want to track how much time you're spending on your task using different tools that can help you. I use a tool called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L.com. We'll have a link for that in the show notes. But Toggle is this free site where you can basically use it to show how you're spending your time. And I tell you, Kami, I was so surprised to see how many hours I was putting in each week into my Twitter Smarter podcast, my Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, back when I was doing the social ROI chat a few years ago, that one as well, plus our podcast. It was amazing, but it was so helpful in determining how I'm spending my time and what could I do to make it work better for me. So have you ever used a tool like that? Yeah, actually, Toggle is one of the ones I've used as well. But also, you can do just a regular little post-it note. Remember the post-it notes? Sure. And just scribble down on the post-it note what you're doing as you go along and just walk around with it. So I've done that before too. And honestly, it's probably the easiest one because you don't have to fuss with anything. You just write it down. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's what I used to do. But then when I discovered Toggle a few years back, they have both a mobile app and desktop, mm-hmm. you know, the tool and desktop. And it's just literally just pressing the like a start button. Yes. Oh, it's good. Button. It is uh, so easy. And then you I can color actually, code it. And, and oh, I loved it. It was really cool. I was actually using it last week. It was funny you say that, that I was using it last week and I forgot to turn it off. And oh, no. this morning it actually warned me. It says, do you know that you've had this family time task open for 148 hours. I was like, oh, oops, oopsie. Turn that off. That's funny. But that's really a smart way to to track your time, just writing it down on a post-it or using a tool like Toggle. Also, you could head over to Upwork and search for someone that can help you. There are so many places now where you can find really good affordable help. I have a VA over in the Philippines that's worked with me, Cami, for years. And it is so helpful. It helps me get things done faster because we can't do it all. We try to, but we just, I mean, listen, I love being superwoman and I try to do everything myself, but at the end of the day, I need some help. So I know you like using Upwork. I do because I can do a search for exactly what I'm looking for. And I can also put up all kinds of filters and parameters on it. Like, did they get good feedback? Um, how long have they been on the platform? You can even say if you want like US-based versus anywhere in the world. I actually have a really great integrator that I got off of Upwork. Her name is Crystal, and she's in California right now, actually. Hi, Crystal. And she's awesome. I mean, she's been amazing for getting my course up onto Kajabi and kind of working through all that process for Smart Social Secrets. So it's been really great working with somebody like that. And she is, she's just really amazing. So, and I got her directly off Upwork. I also got a a video editor off there some years ago as we were doing a bunch of video work. And I've always had really good experiences with Upwork. Yeah, and I, I know plenty of people that have as well. I personally have not used Upwork. Everybody that that I've ever hired have been people either through connections on LinkedIn or through Twitter, mostly Twitter. And that's fine, you know, but I have looked at Upwork and I can definitely see myself using it for finding someone for some specific tasks, but also ask for volunteers, right? There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong yeah, with having absolutely. volunteers. And you all have heard me talk about it many times that for my Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, 
I have a whole crew of volunteers that help me, my greeters that help me each week on the chat, greeting the Twitter chat participants as they come in. I also have a volunteer who every week, as soon as the chat's over, she publishes our recap as a Twitter moments. I have another volunteer that does a more in-depth recap that comes out the following week. What I found, Kimmy, is ask for what you want. You know, if you want help with stuff, there are people out there that would love to volunteer and be part of something. So I think asking for help with volunteers is one of the best things you can do when you're looking for help. Right. And we have a couple of episodes about that too. Yes, we have an entire we sure thing about how to find your volunteers, where to find them. We'll put the um, links to those episodes in the in the show notes because we do think that those episodes are really important. That's actually one of the best ways for you to grow your community as well. Yes, for sure. Also, you can hire a student near you or an intern. Years and years ago, I did an internship program through Rice University here in Houston where when when I was doing the music business stuff and I was trying to find someone to come be a local in-person intern in my office and I heard about how Rice University had an internship program and I was able to get a student come to my home and work with me in my home office at no charge to me in exchange for her getting class credit and it was really cool I really enjoyed it, it was a great experience for both me and her and I'm always telling people like you know look into interns in your local colleges, even your community colleges, because there are so many students that are looking for opportunities to learn and they can learn so much from you. I love that. And crazily enough, I actually have had a couple of high school interns, which I didn't really go looking for necessarily, but most high schools do have a journalism program. So um, we did have Arushi who has done quite a number of articles on zoeticamedia.com. And she basically would watch episodes of Social Media Breakfast of Houston. Actually, she can't attend because she's in school. So she watches the replay and she takes notes and she writes the recap for me That's from awesome. that. Also, Andrew, um, a, a guy named Andrew, a couple Coker, he came to me a couple of years ago and said, hey, can I be your intern this summer? He was in a sort of a advanced program in his high school and he reached out to me. But there are some advanced programs out there where the teachers are asking the students to go out and you know, intern with businesses. And so he had asked me and um, he ended up being the social media breakfast of Houston intern for the summer. It was really cool to have him coming. And I know you met him. When, I remember. When you were oh, he that. was awesome. That was yeah. a great helper. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we just need to call in a lifeline and get an accountability partner. And that's something you and I did years ago. You know, we got to know each other well through your social media breakfast over the years, over the many, many years that I came out to that. And uh, I was at a place several years back where I felt like I really needed an accountability partner. And I chose you because I thought you and I would be perfect together as that. And I approached you and you said, yes, let's do it. And the great thing is, I know we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but from our being accountability partners, this podcast came out of that. That was like one of the things we birthed out of that, which was so yeah. awesome. So so those are the three areas. I think you just got yeah. through that. That's awesome. So we had the three areas, which were get organized, get a system in place and get help people. I mean, it's, you know, being productive is something I think a lot of people chase after and they think there's some big mystery to it. But I think that there's just some simple tips that you can put in place that will help you. And I think less complicated is better. What do you think? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do have an action item for this episode, of course, which we always do. And what we want you to do is to choose three things that you want to accomplish to help you get organized. 
Remember, we're going by the three things, right? So just three things, like what are the three things you want to do? And then go to our Facebook group and comment on the post about this episode. And guess what? I'm going to give away a free copy of the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. It's a $40 value. I'm just going to give it away randomly to whoever comes into the group and makes a comment on the post about this episode. So we need to have you do that. And we will give away that that by the end of February. That's a great deal, by the way. 2020, that is. So if you've missed that, and you're listening to this after February, I'm sorry, but come on into the group anyway. And we do a lot of fun stuff there. So realize that, yeah, I can't give away another one like in 2021 in February. <laughs> so I'm just being clear, 2020, February. Right. And if you have not been to our Facebook group, go to communitiesatconvert.com slash group. That will take out, will magically, that link will magically take you to our Facebook group and uh, be sure to join us. If you've not joined us, it will ask for a secret word. And Cammie, when they get that secret word, what should they put? What, we got to tell them like, we don't have it publicly. You only know about it here on this podcast. And we yes. like to save it to the end of the podcast for all of you that have listened. Kudos to you listening to the end of this. Just pat yes. yourself on the back right now because you deserve it. Yeah. So what's that secret word, Cammie? The secret word is action. That was shocking, right? <laughs> it's so shocking. Action. Yeah. So action. put in action when you join the Facebook group and it's going to say, what is the secret word? Type in action. That way we know you heard about it from this podcast. Pretty yeah. simple. Yep. So we look forward to seeing you there and come on over to get a copy of the Full Focus Planner or get a chance to win anyway. And that's a $40 value. So happy to um, share that with you. And I'll want to know how you used it. So definitely come over and grab that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope this episode helped you in getting things done faster. We look forward to connecting with you in the Facebook group and talking more about it. We'll be back next week with another great episode. See you then. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.